Welcome back, Mark Dunderland and Stuart Roberts. How are you doing today? Let's go Stu first. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm not bad at all. Great. Mark, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Well rested since our last one. Excellent. Yeah, excellent, because I like it a lot. Right, this week we're doing a watch-along of the July the 26th, 1986 episode of the UWF. You can find this on YouTube, UWF 1986-07-26. Yes, the way that Americans and Japanese do dates is wrong. You heard it here first. Um, let's press play in three, two, one, play. Play. Hopefully you can both see that and hear it. Excellent. Vineland, New Jersey. Let's turn that down as the... Uh... Oh, no, Joe, let's turn it up for a second see what happened last week. Oh, no. So we've got a clip from... Oh, they're showing Dr. Death pile driving and driven again let's let's hope this week's full of uh of clips from old stuff I don't want nobody spend nobody I hear the triple negative to be in great health when I come back all right there we go so Stu you were giving us a bit of a rundown of I might cut cut you off here when, when the thing is but you we reckon you reckon who's going to go up from the championship next season so football predictions, I think uh, I think Middlesbrough will will definitely get promoted from the championship next season. Um, I'm trying to think who else could be. You, you always get a surprise package coming through the championship, don't you? So mm. um, well, maybe Swansea City this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It won't be Norwich though. Sheffield United possibly. Mm, not convinced. No. No. Let's have a listen in. Universal Wrestling Federation. We have a tremendous hour in store for you, but before we talk about this hour, let's address what Dr. Desk just said. One thing that sticks in my mind is that I will be back. I will be back. You know, a lot of people make promises that they can't keep, and that's one that he's making right now. The only place he's going to be back to is from one hospital to another next specialist, back to the hospital, and back to recuperation, back to traction. That's the only place you're coming back. You're not coming back in the ring, boy, because you tried to walk down Bad Street. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to address... Cracking hair, isn't he, Michael Hayes? In the hour. I do want to welcome and all, all over the fans in Chicago, yeah. and Philadelphia, Miami, Florida, Salisbury, Maryland, all new... Uh, affiliates on the Mid-South Sports Network. Also, we want to welcome the wrestling fans that will be in Houston, Texas on August 6th through the 9th. This thing's really messing up my hair. You're going to have um, to get me a different uh, Well, I'm, I'm sincerely sorry about your hair. The yeah. WFIA convention in Houston, Texas on August 6th through the 9th. We also thank all the great <laughs> He's fans. still got Mid-South Wrestling on that bit of paper. Coming soon to Wichita, Kansas, Kansas City, you can see that? Also in yeah. And in oh, Berlin. yeah. You know something, Jim Ross, there was so much, of course, response. Over my um, video, me and my brothers and what's his face? Songs. Michael Hayes is so many tied his t-shirt up, isn't he? Like a crop top. They always want to buy our dolls, and they always want, of course, the records. And I heard through the grapevine that you wanted a bad species. You heard I wanted one? Yeah, I heard you wanted one. So I'll tell you what I did here. Out of the kindness of my heart, the nice guy I am, me and my brothers decided that we would bring you a shirt. I'd like everybody to see it to see that I am a nice guy. And even He's basically down, presenting Jim Ross like a little cut-off crop top T-shirt, a bad street on it. This is from us <laughs> to you. Well, it's not a shirt, but it's a little small, is it? I mean, I don't think I can wear this. It's for your head. What do you mean for <laughs> my head? It's for your head. You know why? Because you think small. Because you think like that cowboy thinks. You think like Ted DiBiase. You think like Dr. Death. People that make promises that they can't keep. Dr. Death is not coming back. This is a very different start to an Yeah. scared rat he is. You don't see him around anywhere. They haven't even mentioned you know any matches because yet. Because you knew no. what happened to Dr. Death was intended for him. DiBiase, that's the smartest move you ever did, brother. You just keep running. You understand? You just keep running and stay out of our way, and you might still have a wrestling career. Unfortunately, the doctor still needs a doctor. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those comments from Michael Hayes. And now let's go to the Michael ring. Michael P.S. Hayes. We have a great match in store. Pure let's go to the ring. Oh. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, introducing um, first, that was, Olivia and 
Oh, the Libyan first. Let's just find out who the first match is and I'll turn it back down. Is this Coco? Yeah, here we go. Oh, I thought so. What song was that, Stu? Do you know? Do you know what song that is? No. Um, where to start there? That was a bit of an unusual start, wasn't it? From uh, With a long promo from Michael Hayes. How many Sundays do you reckon he's smashing a week to have a tan like that? Every day. I mean, it must be pretty much every day, mustn't it? Um, that is, yeah. In my younger years, when I used to go on Sundays, I used just to go bright red. Really? I never got a tan, no. How often would you break into a little sunbed? Ooh. Uh, a couple of times a week. For how only long? Good. Oh, uh, only about six minutes. Oh, no, no, sorry. For how long would you do this over the course of the year? Oh, oh, oh only only in the lead up to summertime. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's always, it's always, it's always timed specifically to, to look your best in outdoor beer gardens and stuff like that so ah, interesting mark have you ever never had a little worked. sunbed never been on one no no um i think we might have talked about this before on the show but have either of you ever had a spray tan no 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 i have done both actually um i had a spray tan twice for stag do's um and also i've done sunbeds but the spray you know what i think for a short weekend spray tan is quite a good shout to be honest because it does look it looked pretty good it didn't look unnatural like Ross in Friends or whatever when he had, when he went on the same side about twelve times. I think Coco's won this right at the start. You know, he just kicked out the cross body block. Um, but could it you specify meant... what? Could you specify what colour you went? So like a Hawaiian blonde or something like that. <laughs> no, it was something like that. But I went for whatever the lowest one was. But it just looked like you had a good tan. And it, what it meant was as well. Like we were only I think it was Marbella and Ibiza. Only there for four days. You literally could just put factor fifty on, but you were tanned. So you weren't worried about tanning or like tan lines or anything like that. Tan lines is that a thing? I suppose it is a bit. Uh, a vest on or something. So yeah, it was good. I highly recommend a little uh, spray tan. It's been too long. It's been five years since my last spray tan. Perhaps I'll just go and have one. The, the, the one question I've got on spray tans is, did you have to wear paper pants? Um, no, I didn't wear paper pants. I, I, I had to kind of un, like pull the waistband of my boxer shorts down and pull them up a bit. It was quite an emasculating experience um, both times, I'd say. <laughs> Um, yeah, and the place is now out of business down the road, so unfortunately, I won't be uh, I won't be getting a spray tan there anytime soon. Um, the the paper pants thing though, Charlotte and I were on holiday just before Christmas, and we booked a couple's massage, and they gave me a pair of netted pants to wear during said massage, and you they were just basically see through. So you when the lady came in, it's like, well, I may as well not have been wearing anything because everything was out. So, um, yeah, I mean, she got a magnifying glass out and she could see what was going on. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, we digress. So, shoot, before the start of the show, we were also talking about who we think going to go down from the Premier League this season. So, have you got any thoughts, Mark? You jump in as well if you've got any. I mean, obviously, Fulham will be one of them. Yeah, I, think, um, I think Leeds were, were right on the edge last half. I, unless... I, Things pick yeah. up for them, they'll be in the battle again at the very least. Yeah, I think so. I, I think Southampton could be in a lot of trouble this season as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, if they hadn't had such a decent start as what they had. Uh, if you're asking me who I think is going to go down, Brentford, second season syndrome. I quite like that. Yeah, like that a lot. Um, I, I can't stand Bournemouth, so I hope they go down. Um and I think then it could be a flip of the coin between Fulham, Leeds and Southampton for the third spot. Um, you think with, Forrest, do you think Forrest will survive? I think Forrest will survive. I think Forrest will, Forrest will do like what a Brentford have done. And, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think Brentford will get found out. Uh, I, I think with Brentford is, is it's whether they keep Ericsson or not. If they keep Ericsson, they might have a chance of staying up. If they lose Ericsson, then, um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. I don't want to say Fulham because I hope you do stay up this time. I mean, I think considering that Tony Khan spends, doesn't sleep um, and, and and allegedly he possibly um, might, you know, drink some special coffee that keeps him awake um, and makes his eyes pop out of his head. Um, it's the, just just coffee is what I'm talking about. Nothing, obviously nothing else. Wouldn't, wouldn't cast aspersions on anyone on this podcast. But how can you possibly do a director of football role when you're, 
I mean, he can't do, he can't even do the AEW job properly anymore, let alone be director of football at Fulham. The whole thing's too fast. We haven't signed anyone yet, although there's not too much activity. But I think we'll go down. I think, but I think um, Marcus Silva will be gone by December and it'll be another big mess. But um, this is quite yeah, a long, this why, match, isn't it? Sorry, Mark, go on. Why do you think you haven't been able to stop the yo yoing up, down, up, down when it's happened so many times? What is there nothing that Fulham can approach it differently? You could get I mean, like the way Brentford Brentford were comfortable this year, and and a lot of teams have done it certainly for a year or two, and then been in struggle. But Fulham just every time, isn't it? Well, well Fulham and Norwich, are, Fulham and Norwich are, are parallel clubs, aren't they? Yeah, mm. yeah, same thing. They're parallel yeah. clubs. I, th- I think the thing with Norwich is is that it's not an excuse, but we're we're very much going down the route of this self funded model. So so we don't physically have the cash really to, to you, you know, we went and signed like last season, we spent 60 million pound last season, which is the most that we've ever spent ever. And, and we spent it on, on, for want of a better word, a load of crap really, because mm. not one of them signings came off. I would have rather have spent 30 million quid on two players with Premier League experience, because all we did is sign players from Europe, from Germany that had been relegated from the Bundesliga with no Premier League experience. And you expect them to come into a, what is already an impossible league for a club like Norwich and, and do the business. And it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. I think Fulham's slightly different. Uh, you, you've got money behind you, haven't you, in, in that respect. But um, I think the thing with Fulham that I think will be slightly different this season is Scott Parker's... Um, oh, no, he's at Bournemouth, isn't he? What am I saying? Sorry, what am I saying? Ignore that. Um, but I think, I think Fulham will have learned from their last, last thing. Oh. I, think make, I think they'll make a better fight of it this season. Coco's just kicked Libyan's head off, not for the first time. I think the thing with Fulham is that um, we, we've done it. We've bought, we've spent a lot more money than Norwich, but we've bought rubbish as well because we, we've got a guy that probably couldn't get a team to, to win anything on Championship Manager as our director of football. And it's all about the stats and no idea. And actually, I think our team going up this time is weaker than the first time. Um, so I don't, I don't really see it. Why don't I t- we turn up the thing for the adverts? Oh, Joe Magazine of Ford. I'm not interested in this guy with his, in his uh, custom Fords. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I, I don't see it um, this time. And I think, I, I think we might have two, maybe three players that are good enough. So that's that's just nowhere near. So they're the only only other saving grace, as you said, I think there's quite a lot of um, poor teams in it. Yeah, a lot of dross. Um, Switching our attention back to the wonderful world of professional wrestling, we talked about last week. Um, there's a there's a cross. Oh, Silver Eagle Records. What's going on here? Hey, Fats Fats Domino. Domino. Yeah. This is another one of these 450 greatest hits, isn't it? Or is it all Fats Domino? It's all Fats Domino, isn't it? Domino, his greatest hits on two LPs, long play cassette or compact disc. Concert highlights also available on stereo, VHS or beta. Compact disc. A beta max video. Beta max. Wow. Top loading video recorders. Yeah. I was more surprised by compact disc. I didn't know they were around in Did anyone used to have a video recorder? I used to have a a cable on through remote control. No, I don't have that. I have the top loader, but I'm interested to see how much this is. What's the highlights? Oh, concert highlights is the video. That feels like that's not all that expensive. 1995 for the CD. Oh, I was a cigarette. Oh no, someone stop press stop on the video. Oh, that's pushed. Poor show that. I wonder how that what how these tapes found their way to YouTube. What is because this is all probably the same person that's doing this recording, isn't it? Who's at this next match? I, I got a thing recently that plugs things into your laptop to convert my old camcorder stuff onto uh, digital. Yeah, and it's got um, cables there that will plug into the back of VHS and DVD and stuff. So, um, yeah, you can buy stuff cheap on Amazon that will allow you to copy stuff onto. So I, w- I wonder if this was one person. We'd get Gary Young versus One Man Gang. I wonder if these tapes was one person that had this collection somewhere in wherever. wherever I guess they were New Jersey originally. But do you think this is this is all the person? Because it's it's different. 
it's different people that upload this classic wrestling stuff guy um, a lot he's uploaded a lot of them but i suspect he's probably i suspect they may have started life on dvds and they've been ripped onto or, or vhs and they've been ripped onto um you know collections of people have bought they've been ripped onto this and uh, where i was going is one man gang smashes poor gary young is we've got a interpromotional um wrestling pay-per-view coming up this month uh next week actually we'll have a review of that show next week on the show now if you can pick i want you to pick uh three matches any two wrestlers in the world that you would like to pair together who would they be and i'm aware that and i'm going to t- keep talking while you think about this I'm aware that if I was going to ask you a question like this, I probably should have asked it ahead of time so you could think about your responses before I ask, hence why I'm slowing down my words while you think. If anyone's got one, you're welcome to throw it out and then I'll have a think because I haven't thought about it either. It's just it's just popped into my mind. So any 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 three, let's let's go with your three, num- your, your top one, two, three, in no particular order, but the, the, the three matches you promote, if you could promote any three, any any combination in the world together. Has anyone got any ideas? Anyone got any ideas? Why don't we, why don't we, th- you could even throw out a few wrestlers that you definitely want to be in them, um, maybe as a Omega. starting point. You want Omega in there, yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. I was just thinking who would be the best AEW name to face Roman Reigns, what would be the best matchup for a Reign, a WWE style main event against Reigns? That's and, a really uh, good one, actually. Like, like a year ago, I wouldn't have said Cody Rhodes, but it looks like that that one's going to happen on a really big pay per view. But uh, as things stand now, I'm not sure really. Any ideas yourself? So, would Reigns be in your uh, top three? Uh, I Reigns is a really interesting one because I think that would be. If you were doing it from a money perspective, I think he'd have to be, wouldn't he? If you were trying to make money out of it. I mean, it's exactly, a different, yeah. a different That's why my of, main, mind yeah. went immediately to that. If you were thinking about it from that perspective, um, I think money... I'll tell you what, Okada and Reigns would be unbelievable because Okada's such a good heavyweight wrestler that I think they just absolutely beat the hell out of each other and it'd be super realistic. And I think Okada would give Reigns by far the best match of his life. And Reigns is every bit good enough to have like a you know, an all-time absolute classic with him. Joe, you know what? That's not a bad match, actually. I'm, that might not even get on the... Maybe we should do this... Well, perhaps we have some collective ones, but I think... I've written that down for some reason. What I'm going to do with this bit of paper, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I think Okada versus Reigns. Is there anyone else you'd like to see opposite Reigns that you can think of? I think uh, you could put Kenny Omega opposite anyone. It'd yeah. certainly be an interesting match. It might even- and most of them would be a great match. I would, yeah, Omega. I'd be more inclined with Omega to go with someone, maybe someone like Osprey, rather than so more. Has flying. that never happened before? Uh, I think they've had a match somewhere, but I'm not sure they've done it in New Japan. Um, I will, ha- I will have a look at that. Up. I think, I think the thing with Omega just as this is one man gang won that. Uh, yeah, won it with a big. You know what? You know, I splash. think we've seen. I think we've seen more wrestling in these first two matches than we have uh, in all of the last episodes. So, uh, but coming back to what you were saying, I'm just I, sorry, Shay, I'm just going to turn up this promo because okay. we've got a lot. We've got lots of time to fill here, haven't we? So we'll come back to that. You got to leave. If you give up, you got to leave. If you get thrown over the top rope, you got to leave. Because I tell you right now, I am in set. I am ticked off, man. You know, people are going to start treating me and my brothers the way they should with a world six-man tag team champion. Terry is the number one man in wrestling as the universal heavyweight champion. And that goes for any team of something, baby. Going to get shouty Roberts in a second. Uh-oh. I don't think so. He's not winding up. I think like you remember this, that nobody gets away with Looking on this. Your day will be coming. But there's bigger things to take care of, buddy. And we're going to take care of that, bro. Oh, oh no. Take this little car and eliminate He just switched like somebody flicked the switch. <laughs> An exterminator. Oh, bug away. Let's give it to that. Sorry, Shu. Back over to you. Uh, I think I might have mentioned this in a previous one, but uh, Omega versus Rollins for me. Rollins is not getting in my six, I'm afraid. But you can have that because it's your choice. But yeah, Rollins, I wouldn't be him. I, I, I don't mind Rollins, but. Yeah. What do you say? Omega versus Rollins. That would be very good still. That'd be that'd be very good still. Um I'm still trying to think of anyone anyone else for Reigns. Is there anyone else that you can think of for, for him? 
because uh, Danielson's been done, hasn't it? That's the one that sort of springs to mind with I mean, virtually that was, everybody. That, that, yeah, he he had that match, didn't he, with Rollins just before the last Wrestle uh, before WrestleMania 37 on SmackDown. I mean, it was an awesome, awesome match. You yeah. know, uh, 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 and I pay I pay to see that again. I I, I absolutely CM was. Punk maybe versus Reigns. Yeah. I don't think Punk's getting in my six either. I mean, no, if you're doing I, it from biz- for business reasons, I would put I'd put Punk in. But for rest, if I if I'm going more more creative, and I would keep I would keep. I, I'm really intrigued by Carter and Reigns. That's like I mean, obviously the chance of that ever happening is slim to none, possibly, probably no, almost no chance. Because um, I doubt Reigns will ever be in AEW, and I'm pretty sure Carter won't have been WWE. But that would be. I think that would be absolutely incredible. Like that would be such a bit like that would be such a big match. Um, anyone else, Mark? What you can think think of in terms um, of on the UK scene? Have you seen much of uh, Robbie X? I think he's done. Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces of him. Yeah. I, see, he's he's from uh, up here uh, in my local area. He wrestles a lot around here, and um, and he's he's now branching out more to more places. He's getting a bit better known and um i was just thinking about on the uk scene red pro or wherever him and osprey could maybe uh put together similar styles something good there or has that already happened um i'm not i'm not sure if it has i I looked at joe let's listen let's just listen in quickly to dark journey and we'll come back to this oh i think I mean, I, 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 Ross I is confused as I am. Gilbert, but I am a little bit uh, interested in. Look, Broads just don't come in and take over a wrestling show, man. Get her out of there. This is the problem with. I just came out to straighten something up. Here we go, Dark Journey. Michael Hayes, you keep saying I write you letters, I call you. I haven't wrote you any letters, and I haven't called you. This should be taken care of right now. Hey, there you go, Michael. Hey, look, look. You know what? You stick with me. I'm going to show you just exactly how to handle women. Oh, yeah? P.S. time. All right. Big sign in the crowd. Dark Journey does it with class. The problem with doing this watch along and having the microphones turned up is you never know when you're going to get a dated, dated, terrible reference that you have, that I will have to take a long time to edit out. So I've got my finger on the on the button just in case something something goes awry here. I thought there was a sign at ringside that said Michael Hayes is a cock then, but that can't be right, can it? I guess not important right now. Jim Ross is slagging off Michael Hayes's red trousers. I'm a bit, I'm a little bit worried about this segment. If I'm completely honest, how do you, how do you feel, you feel about it? It could go a number of ways here. Yeah. Now I want you in front of all these people, in front of all the world that's watching on television, to look me right in the eye and tell me that you didn't write me no letters and that you ain't been calling my house. Oh, no, Michael, no. No, Michael. Uh, hold on, are they actually... She's going for it there, isn't she? Uh, couldn't tell from the camera angle. Uh, she's got a smile. Oh, no, she didn't go for it. That was weird, wasn't it? She wasn't trying to get away. So I... I thought that that was really strange, wasn't it? Oh, she had a big smile on her face. That's what I thought. It was badly filmed. We just saw the back of Hayes' head, so we couldn't really tell if she was struggling so, or not. Yeah, I wondered whether that was whether she was trying to trick him there. Uh, so basically, Hayes kissed her, but it looked like she liked it and then it looked like she was going to turn heel and sort of smiled at him and then she smacked him so was that to try and trick him i suppose and i suppose that is a kind of nuanced bit of storytelling if that is the the thing they're going for there do you think that was what it was what do you reckon Stu? Mm, i'm not sure she, <laughs> she was smiling after it that's what I, that's all i saw so yeah i thought this was heel turn City. i want one of these by the way we've got an advert for a chair and i want one of these chairs because they just look really Epically cool. I mean, the the colour's not great, though, is it? The contour lazy boy. He looks you, a little bit like we can... last week, Steve. It looks he like he could do with two separate adverts. Yeah. 
Last, basically... last week you said there was a Holiday Inn advert and a chair advert. It's the same advert. Yeah, it's it's basically contour you sponsoring. Buy a chair, you, get, yeah. you get a sort of a certificate for a Holiday Inn stay or something. The, the guy that's clearly alive in the advert looks a little bit like the guy from Weekend at Bernie's, isn't he, in there, I think? Yeah, a little bit. And the so guy we... that was doing the Holiday Inn part looked a bit like a young Eric Bischoff as well. Yeah, he did. He absolutely did. Um. Sorry, so where are we? We're on our matches. So, uh, yeah, I think Okada's and Reigns is a lock. And, and you, you mentioned Okada and Rollins. I think that'd be that'd be very good. But like Punk, I can't have. I'm not going to have Rollins in. But then I'm struggling with other people. I think I'm going to go Osprey and Omega as one of as one of mine. Um, and then what does that leave? Who else is Who else is there? Let's try and think of an individual wrestler. Who else is there that you'd actually really like to see in one of these? Actually, it could be a tag. Could be tag. Well, I immediately was thinking, who would I like to see Sasha Banks face? She's my favourite WWE mm. wrestler. And um, I'm, I'm, the AEW women's division, I'm just not... I haven't been into for a long time. I don't think there's anyone... Like, the figureheads are Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill are their champions. Cargill's really inexperienced. Thunder Rosa is... Um, what's the word for... I think well, let's let's just listen in to hold that thought a second. We'll listen to Eddie Gilbert. But the rumor is running rampant in professional wrestling that Hot Stuff International is over. And to dispel that rumor or confirm it, I thought we'd come to the source. Here's Eddie Gilbert. I want to dispel that it's rumor. That sting in the background. No such rumor. I thought it was really That's the truth. Hot Stuff International is bigger and better and greater than ever. And then because of two things. One being the talent. The talent I have now is men like Rick Steiner. Look at him there, just warming up with 405 pounds. The man standing over and spotting him, Sting. Everybody knows he's the most dangerous man in professional wrestling. And then last but not least, me, myself, Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert. And I am coming back out of retirement, Jim Ross. Well, no, you haven't, this you is haven't amazing. Been in quite some time, but next week you've got a big match signed with Sting to go against the Fantastics for the gold. That's just what I want so I can prove to you and everybody else I'm not washed up. All right. <laughs> well, at that point, be proven next week right second reason hot stuff is bigger than better than ever the big one this is the biggest they better turn up the televisions and hear this good there's been a merger there's been an acquisition here we have gotten together and the lady i am speaking of is the gorgeous young lady missy Hyatt. now we all know she's got a lot of money and when i hear people got a lot of money and they won't do something that money i'm always there so me and miss missy Hyatt, we had a little talk we have merged together i'm using her money now and we're going to rule the world. So now, Jim, though, I'm going to go over and take my All right, that's fine. And I, I appreciate the time, but I, I did want to, I did want to ask one, one final question. We just have a moment here. Yeah. Are, is this relationship that you formed with Missy Hyatt strictly business? Uh, yeah, you know it's strictly business, Jim. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, there you hear from Hot Step Eddie Gilbert. You know, uh, I don't know whether it's the truth or not. We're going to attempt to talk with Missy Hyatt. We'll have that report. Ladies and gentlemen, we've oh, we've Hyatt got more here. Missy Hart and Jim Ross by a pool. To speak with her. Too, Jim Ross, John Tatum, Hollywood John Tatum. Hollywood John Tatum is here as well, quite obviously. And uh, in the Missy Hyatt home, I do want to reiterate, but be that as it may, believe it is, yeah. Merged with Hot Stuff International. Is that true or not? Well, there's no rumor about it. It is fact. Now it is Hyatt and Hot Stuff. I mean, I have so much money, and Eddie Gilbert. Need a little bit of my help, and I was glad to help him out. I don't think we really need them, though. Well, Johnny, you are my number one man. Well, me and Jack have been winning every match. I know it, but this Ooh, way, dissension. I can have more men, and more men means more boy. titles. Of course you are, darling. <laughs> I mean, I want the UWF tag belt. I want the just like an annoying dog in the background, and isn't he? I want the heavyweight <laughs> champion. <laughs> Isn't that cute? He's showing yeah. off for her. The background's really men, good. I mean, there's nothing else left except Dark Journey. And you know what, Dark Journey? With all my men around, you're not going to be able to jump me from behind. I'll and with the little extra you. money that I have, I am going to check into your background. <laughs> well, you've got quite an allegation. You know, allegations there, and you've got quite a delegation with the three new acquisitions to the oh, family. So I'm number one. Hang on. Tell him. I mean, can you imagine? Tell him. Of I'm course still, you are number one, Johnny. <laughs> You know, we have Sting, what an awesome body, and the new Rick Steiner, he is just, I mean, totally awesome in himself, and then of course we got adorable Eddie Gilbert. All right, well, we're just about out of time, thank you, thank you very much, thank you both for your time, thank you both for your time, and, all right, well, but I had one more very quick question, I asked Eddie Gilbert this, 
Is this arrangement? Ooh, he's asking it while Taysom swam off. Well, of course it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back with more UWF action after this. I'm Page 48 of Mrs. Autobiography is where all this kicks off because I think I've read on Wikipedia, however reliable that is, she entered UWF with her real life boyfriend. John Tatum. I know she married Ed Gilbert in 1987, so I don't know if there's some kind of crossover between Oh, two wow. Men. It's a bit of a um, uh, Sullivan situation, isn't it? So, um, exactly. Yeah. I thought that was really good, actually. That was very unlike UWF has been recently. But I thought both the segments with Sting and Rick Steiner with their sunglasses on, basically doing bench press, and then at the pool, and then in, then Ross waiting for Tatum to swim off for he asked hi. I thought it was cracking. Stu, what did you make of it? That of all that? I like that package. I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought it was it. really good. So, apart from Missy Hyatt's voice, just great on me a little bit. But... Yeah, a little bit. But it was, it was she was a bit better there. I thought. Mark, what did you make of it all? Yeah, that, that, I really liked how they did it, where she was appeasing Tatum to his face, and then uh, Jim Ross took the opportunity when his back was turned to ask uh, the real question. I like. Yeah, that. she's um, she's back on. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother cutting it. It's a, lo a local promo with the boys again. So Mark, we were, we were, you were talking about Sasha Banks in terms of fit, potential female opponents. For her, yeah, in like I mean, a dream match situation. I couldn't think of the word how I'd describe Thunder Rosa. I think hit and miss is, is something. She's had some amazing matches, but on pay per view, she's uh, fallen a bit short. In, I, I haven't seen them all. I haven't seen Double or Nothing, but Revolution, I think the match where she finally won the title was not uh, her and Britt Baker's best work. And then besides the champions, the rest of the division, you're talking Britt Baker, who, who I'd also described as hit and miss. Uh, Ty Conti, I'm not a fan of. No. And so on. And then, obviously, whether um, Stardom's got any... Uh, any yes. ...people. Uh, yes, I'm, it I'm not has. Familiar with them. Uh, yeah. Um, but I know, all, all my knowledge of Stardom is there's a, he a heck of a lot of AEW and WWE girls who, who did spend some time there and, and did mm. quite well, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't watched much old Stardom. So I'd say for the last... Since their tenth anniversary show, I've watched virtually all of their pay per views, but I don't, I don't, I, I, I want to find one. I don't listen to any podcasts about it. I don't really know what's going on. I just watch their shows as like, uh, and I think that probably helps really in terms of probably two thirds of my English commentary, the others don't. But there's two that I'd love to see against Sasha Banks. There's a girl called Saya Kamatani who's their uh, Wonder of Stardom, which is kind of like the old New Japan IWGP title or what the AEW TNT title was towards the beginning. So it's not like a WWE Intercontinental for the last 20 years. It's it's very close to top, you know, the top world title and they would main event pay-per-views with it. Her, or there's another one who was previously the world of stardom, so their world champion, Atami Hayashita, and I'm sure I've butchered that surname, who is like a super intense strong style, more like inverted commas, heavyweight wrestler. But Saya Kamatani does the um, Phoenix Splash. Like, she's so, so good. Like, she's my wrestler of the year for the first six months of this year. And like, her and Sasha Banks would just absolutely tear it up. But I think I think old start like, Stardom's certainly gone through a change um, in recent times. In the, I believe their in-ring in products is, like, the highest it's ever been. So, like, Tony Storm and various other people have been through the yeah. promotion. I think they were good in there. Uh, but I think now is probably, like, the optimum time. One of, one of the things I wanted to talk, talk to you guys about, and I, I, I would like to do in the future is I'm start, I'm, we're starting the countdown now to the end of the road of the UWF. I think we've got about 45-ish more episodes until this promotion is, is finished. And actually, a lot of that time is after the sale. So the sale to Crockett is in April um, of, eight, of 87. So the rest of 87 to the end of December 87 is, is all basically Crockett book shows of UWF. And there was some... I don't remember the exact facts, but there's some television station where um, they couldn't have a Turner promoted wrestling company. So instead they put UWF on, but it was all WCW stuff. If you if you search for the last UWF show on YouTube, like it's Frick Flair at the start talking about the NWO world title. So um, I will carry on. But one thing that I really like to do, and I sort of had an idea, I've got a few different ideas for, for things. So I think they'll keep the podcast going in some form for next year. But I really like the idea of getting on like this, like we're doing a watch along. Um, and the actual podcast will probably only be, I don't know, half an hour or so. And I'll say, right, you guys, come on at eight o'clock and it will and be 
I'll announce to you who we, who the matches are going to be, and we literally watch three matches of the same person. Now, maybe someone like a Bret Hart or something that we've all seen, we all watch them together for the first time, and then in between the matches, we talk about what we think. Or it could be like a, someone from Stardom that you've never seen, or you could pick one, and we could do this with Dan as well. And I really like the idea of that because actually, there's no research, which is brilliant. So you don't because you don't have to do any research. You watch them wrestling together, and then you talk about it for five, ten minutes each match, and then you go, "Oh, what do you what you can you can." like that idea if you think it's terrible so yeah what do you think that's one of my ideas for next year i like it i, I like it really good yeah yeah sounds a really good idea no thank you yeah three from is what the name's gonna be because I'm, I'm ready for a, i'm ready for a change now Let, let's go I don't, I don't want to offend the listeners that are all about uwf and mid-south but I do, I do i have really enjoyed it and i will i will get to the end in some form or fashion but I do, I do really like doing some of the, some of the, um, you know, the modern stuff and doing different things. And I do think, unfortunately, that this it's nice if I do a watch long so we can talk about different stuff. But actually, the nuts and bolts of following a promotion for, you know, a long time is quite, is quite. You can't get out of that that bubble, I suppose. If that makes sense. I think what you could, one of the things you could do is, is, uh, you know, you could just put loads of wrestlers in a hat, loads of different pay per views in a hat, and just mm. draw it out. And like you say. Could be like a three, you know, because I've not seen I've not seen much of like the um, sort of like the the early nineties WCW pay per views. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. my interest peaked when it started to go into the Monday Night Wars. So it'd be quite good to watch. Probably like you could pick one one WCW pay per view and just pick three matches off that. You know, like the the the, the three. Like, yeah, you could do three from, from you know, Starcade ninety two. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be the same rest. That's quite a good idea. And you just watch it. Watch the same. <laughs> What's the same thing, but I quite like the. Uh, there's a thing with the thing. With the, the the thing that's always the most fun is the recording of the podcast. But the 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 watching of the shows beforehand and all that stuff is 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 challenging sometimes. Sometimes it's good fun depending on what you get. As we've got Eddie Gilbert and Brett Wayne Sawyer in the ring, uh, and Brett Wayne Sawyer's got a phenomenal mullet. But that's something I'd like to. Hear. The other thing that I was thinking about as well, and this this should probably be more of a, um, you know, either monthly or maybe two a quarter or something like that would be between us you think of all the wrestling events that we've been to so um you know i there's new like loads and loads it's collectively there's loads that we've been to together and actually there's loads that you know mark i know we've talked about doing the ecw show but we just haven't didn't get around to doing it but there's loads of shit between us there's probably over 100 wrestling shows that we've done we could do a show where one of us has been to the show and the other two hasn't they watched it the first time or we do one where all of us have been actually throw Dan and Callum into that as well. There's like there's literally probably 120 wrestling shows, easy if not more, that we've all got access to in some form or fashion that we could just watch in our own time and do a podcast on and, and add a bit more around it in terms of you know what we each did on the trips and stuff. So this is the sort of thing that I would I would like to I'd like to try and do, but with the core of the podcast, not much not much research really. But I do I, I you know don't worry UWF fans. I am gonna I am gonna find a way to finish this, but it might be some some more watch alongs and things where there's not so much work off air, shall we say. Been talking for a long time though, gents, why don't you? So why don't we go back to what about FTR Mark in terms of your because I know you like them very much yeah. in terms of, would yeah, they would they come close in terms of dream match stuff? Well I think my my wrestling watching is a I don't know if it's an all-time low, but it's certainly down there. I'm not watching anything week to week. Um, keep my eye on WWE, AEW results and and storylines and things. But so, I mean, it, FTR now been in AEW and they're fairly high profile. Not the most oh! act. Did you see that? Oh. God. Oh, he went jaw first and and carried on going. Eddie Gilbert went for the hot stuff and Brett Wayne Sawyer smashed the middle rope and went straight onto the outside. That was unbelievably bad. I don't think that was supposed to happen, was it? Not like that. That was horrific. That was horrific. I think he's okay-ish. But yeah, sorry, Mark, back to you in terms of your watching Um, stuff. Yeah, um, they've wrestled everyone in in AEW. There's not one that they've been uh, hanging on for sort of thing. They've wrestled all the top guys and they went through most of the WWE's top guys. Like they had a um, an underrated ladder match with New Day at a, a TLC pay per view uh, that doesn't get a lot of love anywhere, and and that was really good. And but I mean, my point being, it's all been done. I can't think of anyone because I don't follow the independents. Uh, well, uh, oh, I really want to 
of all the matches this year that I have read about and not seen, I really want to see, but I'm just begrudging paying 30 quid to fight TV for it. Um, the one on WrestleMania weekend, it was FTR against the Briscoes. Yeah, and yeah. FTR themselves said it's one of the best matches of their career. And it, it was one of the most um, most talked about matches of WrestleMania weekend amongst all those various events. So I'd really like to see it. But I mean, paying 30 quid for the, the whole show, which I'm told wasn't a great show, uh, the Ring of Honor um, comeback show. Uh, I haven't got round to it, but hopefully I suspect I'll, I'll you, see it one way or another. Yeah, I suspect you might be able to find that find that yeah. online somewhere. And um, the one that I don't did Aussie have Aussie Open ever made it up to the? Oh wow, Brett Wayne Soldier's just beating Eddie Gilbert there. Crikey, that's a shocker! Absolute shocker. Yeah, well, Gilbert was saying in that promo before he wanted to prove that he's not washed up. He's yeah, like, yeah, twenty three years old. I guess. Wow, I'm very shocked up. by that. And he's, he's selling it big time. Um, sorry, Mark, have, have Aussie Open made it up to your local promotion at all? Have, you not, have they not, have they not no. come up? No. no. See, see, uh, kept an eye out because I know you and um, Dan have said they've been really, really good in road pro. Yeah. The, the thing that I wonder, and, and, and I guess you probably haven't seen the, the six-man on on uh, Rampage of them, Aussie Open, Osprey, Trent Bretta and um, FTR so far. I mean, that is that is worth a watch. Um, the, the thing I would say about Oh, I'll just, just repeat that. Um, the thing I would say about Aussie Open is the, the the two matches I've seen of theirs that are like stand and ovation, out of your seat, unbelievable, incredible. One, they were against opponents that they could really throw around and like smash up, basically. And, and Pete um, Davis is is kind of a he looked quite big actually on Rampage. He's quite a big guy, but you know these guys that look big in the in, in the Indies, they never look quite as big in um you know mainstream television um so i wonder one if if that that would translate well against ftr they had some good spots and stuff and two i think that their best start is probably the one that you might not like in terms of like an aew young bucks new japan everyone in the ring at 100 miles an hour with no real paying attention to the to the rules but i think them and ftr aussie open for me the two matches i've seen of them this year are like the only match I know we talk about ratings and we, we joke about it a bit, but the only matches that I've I've I think are five stars for me this year are two of theirs and one Osprey and Oku, which I think is the best match I've ever seen live. So so all of the all of the stardom stuff, all of the New Japan stuff, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, all the stuff that Meltzer throws out and gives five stars to every week. I I'd, I'd say this stuff was a cut above them, but yeah, I would. I mean, they're going to be featured more, and I wonder whether they'll do something at the pay per view. But they're certainly one to to look out for. But them and FCR would be excellent. Them and Pent, uh, Pentagon and Phoenix would also be really really good as well because they could really throw those guys around, especially um, Phoenix. Stu, any more from you in terms of your sort of dream dream matches and stuff that you could you could want to put out there? I'm st- I've still only got I've still only got two here with my Osprey and Omega and Okada versus Reigns. I would like perhaps I'm going Sayo Kamatani and uh and um Sasha Banks, perhaps. That's that might be my third one actually. I think that would be very, very good. I can't think and yeah. I, I think Brian Danielson versus somebody, but who do you don't you pick? Jay White would be a good one. But the thing with I don't know, Jay White is a Jay White's a funny one because I always underestimate Jay White and I never really sort of get as up for his matches as I should do, given the body of work that he's had now. But it's, it's I almost think, oh, I'd rather see Okada, I'd rather see Tanahashi or someone. But then White smashes out like an absolute classic. We saw a good match of him and Okada in New York, didn't we, if you remember? We did. We did. Yeah. Because I remember... I'm, when... I'm struggling, to be honest with you, because... And again, we talked about this on a couple, uh, on a couple of the podcasts... <laughs> The number of what you call big stars is really probably at its lowest it's ever been. I think mm. you know this. Apart from Reigns, and, and obviously Cody was getting that that bump as well. But there's no one really that's uh, you know you even feel like in AEW all the big names that went over like like uh, Danielson and and uh, Moxley they're all they're all getting a bit lost in the in the mix really, aren't they? There's no yeah, one that really so. stands out. So that's why I'm probably genuinely struggling. Um, I suppose, I don't know, you know, if we was looking at an interpromotional tag team match, maybe the Young Bucks against the Usos might be quite interesting. That would be uh, fantastic. Yeah, really, really um, good. Struggling. No, that would be, I think um, Young Bucks and Usos would be extremely good. What do, you, what do you think on that one, Mark? 
yeah, I think that that would be a good match. You, you know, I've got my problems with the young bucks, but Rick Knox uh, referee. Uh, what <laughs> what what they do, they do very very well. But that's not what I look for in tag team matches. I've said it a number of times, haven't I? Yeah, and I think that I think that's completely fair enough. I think the AEW rules does help a little bit with that. But then you get to a point in a match where it's the same. It's it's like New Japan. It's like PWG. It's not. I guess they do that a little. The, the main event that was what was paid for you two back, but they had the six man with Orton, Riddle, and someone else versus Usos and Reigns. That was a little bit like that towards the end. But yeah, then I uh, backlash. Backlash. Yeah, I, I guess it, it, we, we've talked about people's red lines on um, wrestling before. Like when we've done a few podcasts where we haven't spoken before about what uh, you know the matches and stuff, and we've not really read too much social media. One of us, and we've all been watching wrestling for years. We'll f- we'll find something in a particular match or promo that it's just like that it's just completely ruined it for me um and whereas everyone else thinks you know this is good mjf promo recently is a really good example of that you look i looked online the next day and i was like this is this this is like the second coming of jesus christ but for me as soon as he said about then i think mark you were you were the same i'm like, sure i don't know if we talked we talked about it actually but as soon as he said the line about um being uh the fact I that drop, he wasn't don't drop people on their I don't heads. drop people on their heads and I'm you know yeah. I'm not you know I was like well you've you've lost me there and everyone was going on about that and talking about that work shoot I mean well when he it's possible he might have been on dynamite by the time you hear this but is anyone looking forward to a particular match of MJF no and but... surely that's what it's got to be about isn't it so actually if you're going to do a work shoot what are we going to what are we looking for um MJF and Tony Carner in all, all out I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to be honest, but yeah, it's not. That's not for me at all. Not for me at all. Yeah, he's a. Uh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? You know, he's he's great on the mic. You know, you can't deny that. Aside from that comment, you know, um, but you just don't sign somebody, do you, for for being good on the mic? You know, um, Jerry. Jericho, 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 yeah, Jericho, great mic worker. And great worker in the ring as well. I don't think MJF's quite there yet. But I think he could be. I think he could be. The, the thing with MJF... I, who have we got in the ring here? This is Fantastics versus who? Who is that? Uh, I don't know. Mendoza's out the ring. I don't know who that guy is. His partner. Okay. So it's, this, this is not going to be likely to be a tag team title change. Um, <laughs> the thing with MJF is, and I hate to say this... Because I'm, I don't, I, I'm not a big believer in you have to be this certain size or whatever. But I think his look, and it's not necessarily about his size, but his look is not a main eventer, as far as I'm concerned. And I, and I, I can't even really quantify that because I, a couple of weeks on the program with Dan, I was going on and on about Jungle Boy and how much, how much I think massive upside for him. I want to get him out of that tag team. I want to get him, you know, the Christian feud's going to happen. He'll win that and go on to better things. But Jungle Boy's smaller than MJF. But I think Jungle Boy's got a better look. You jump in, Mark, in terms of if you think I'm talking absolute nonsense. But MJF just looks like a mid-card, mid-carder for life to me. And I don't think there's... A, he obviously works hard in the gym because he's, he's absolutely... You know, he's jacked, he's shredded. But it just doesn't, it just doesn't, doesn't quite work for me for work for some reason. I don't know why. Perhaps he needs to grow his hair. Yeah, I'm a bit torn on Jungle Boy in the in ring, he's fantastic. And he's got I, I would say his look, the whole gimmick, the jungle boy thing with the furry, not furry, but the tasseled boots or whatever. And in the tag team with the dinosaur. I'm not feeling most of that stuff. And he can't cut promos, but I think it's just the in-ring work and the fact that the Hollywood good looks that he's inherited from his famous father. I think it, that's what's going to take him further. Hopefully yeah. his promos do come in time because um, he look he looks like a deer in the headlights when even after three years with AEW, whenever the, the microphone's in front of his face. But they've had the I think that was the whole point behind putting Christian with the act to yeah. be talking for them. But the problem now is he doesn't ever get a chance to speak. And the, the only other thing, he, I, I, it may be again that the turns happen by the time people are listening to this because there's a ladder match on last week's Dynamite. Um, but there was a couple of times on, you know, you know, you get the kind of classic like bullshy manager who's pushing their people into matches they don't really want to be in. But the problem with that is that might be um, okay if they're heels and it's a manager and there's going to be a falling out. But the, they're baby face and Christian's yeah. like, We'll take on the young bucks in a ladder match. We'll do this. And Jungle Boy in the background, like, "What are you doing?" It's like, "Well, you're a baby face. You should be. What you should want to take on everyone at all times." And I can't see that he'll be pushed as a heel. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's um, it's an interesting one with that. Lot. So we've got 
we've got diamels on our screen at the moment, haven't we? Uh, call us with your order, and you'll get a matching horseshoe pendant, absolutely free. What other? Right. What? What else? We've got about ten minutes left on this show before we've got we've got Bill Watts um, and Hector Jim Duggan and one others who I didn't catch the name of. Maybe Terry Taylor versus the Freebirds coming up. So I wonder if that's going to go off. Yeah. What other tangents? We've got ten minutes. What else? What else you want to talk about while we're while we're here, while we're live and indirect? I just Very had another similar. flick through a little bit of Missy Hyatt's autobiography there, and there is a distinct crossover between her living with her boyfriend John Tatum and her relationship with Eddie Gilbert starting up. Oh, so really? Quite juicy. Is uh, that quite a good? I've never read that. Is that quite? Is that worth a? I, I got it years ago. It was around the time it came out, maybe two thousand one, two thousand two. The early days of Amazon, I bought everything I could find that was yeah. American um, um, autobiographies, and um, I don't really remember if it's any good or not, but. It's certainly um, lively. Yes, I might. Um, have you read that? Read that one, Stu? I haven't. No, I haven't. So, um, not one that probably leaps. Not not one that I'd probably go for. So, uh, if we're uh, if we're going off on a tangent, I uh, uh, in the last two weeks I've been to see uh, the new Top Gun film, and I went to see Jurassic World yesterday as well. All right, spoiler spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! If anyone doesn't want to see those, well, wants to see those films. Actually, well, you could probably give her like a rare, relatively spoiler-free review. Um, so okay. what did you think of both of them? I thought, controversially, Top Gun Maverick was probably better than Top Gun. Wow, a rare, rare feat. That's a, a sequel. The only thing that I would say about Top Gun Maverick was it didn't have the soundtrack impact that Top Gun did have. But okay. it was an awesome film. I loved it. Um, and Jurassic world um yeah it was it was okay uh i love the way it brought both the jurassic park trilogy and jurassic world trilogy together that was good um but if you love dinosaurs you'll just love it so, so I, I enjoyed it that's been i like i like really like the first um jurassic world film with the guys who's in gardens of the galaxy whose name escapes me um chris pratt, chris pratt. Yeah. Um, however, the second one was awful. So was this better than the second one? Well, I thought the second one was awful. Uh, I quite like the second one. Um, With the, like, like, the army army dinosaurs. Yeah, out of three... Uh, God, asking me now. I'd probably say number one, number three, number two in that order. Okay, well, that makes me more more encouraged to go and uh, yeah. go see it. Only, well, only because I like the nostalgic factor of it bought both both the trilogies together if you know what i mean so mm. um so yeah without going into too much uh too much detail but yeah i enjoyed it was that these cinemas in, in they're called everyman cinemas um they, these are the ones like where they have sofas and rather than seats they have sofas and table service and stuff like yeah, that. that's great and, uh, it took all my strength and energy you probably know what i'm going to say here it took all my strength and energy not to not to have a snooze at that <laughs> point in time linked out on this big comfy sofa so uh have um, you ever slept through the majority of a film that you paid to see at the cinema? Yes. Uh, it was a day that I got back from New York and I took my daughter to see Dumbo and I just slept all the way through bar about the first 10 minutes. Wow. So <laughs> literally got back from New York and then I, Liz had to go to work. So I had Isabel because it was, I can't remember why she was off for some reason. I can't remember why. Um, so I had movie. Isabel and, East, uh, yeah. and I took her to the, I took her to that, that, I got back, I got, I can't even remember what time I, I got back. It was, and then within six hours, I was in the cinema, but I was just linked out. So uh, I didn't. Oh, because we got home in the morning. So you went that evening. That's madness. Oh, I, I think, I, I think, I think I went that afternoon. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's yeah. very impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that the only time that you've done it? Uh, and I, oh, there was a film called Watchmen. I bet there's loads of times. No, 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 no. no. There was a film called Watchmen. And uh, it was it was one of my first dates with Liz actually, and I was so bored. It was such a, a yeah three hour <laughs> superhero thing. Yeah, and I, I just fell asleep after about an hour. So, um, and then the other other time we fell asleep, I remember is is it was our first date night after we just had Isabel. We went to see I think Taken Two at the cinema. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. We were both catching flies. So uh, so yeah. In ring now we happen that often. Doesn't happen that often. We've got this match with uh, Watts and uh, Duggan and Taylor versus the Freebirds, but we've got four minutes, less than four minutes left. So I think this is going the way we all expect it to go. Yeah. How about you, Mark? Have you ever fallen asleep at a film you've paid to see at the cinema? 
I haven't. I, I take my cinema viewings very seriously, so I've, I've never been in that position. What I will say, though, is I always say I, I love movies and the 80s of my favourite decade for classic movies, but I just did not like Top Gun. Didn't, didn't get into it at all. I know last time, we well, three weeks ago when we were talking on here and you two were very, very excited about Maverick. I just wasn't seeing it. The love story between Iceman and Maverick, it, it didn't didn't grab me. So uh, I wasn't all that interested in the sequel. I think I'll see it at some point, but I'm not going to go to the cinema. We're, we're supposed to go to the cinema to see the new Marvel film a few weeks ago. My dear wife was horribly hung over and thrown up all day. So we paid for the tickets, but didn't go. So that wasn't ideal. I, I've fallen asleep three times at the cinema, twice on the same school trip um, skiing when I was absolutely shattered. And what, like we didn't, we were only 15, so we had nothing no good activities needed, basically, it took us to the cinema. And I fell asleep during Donnie Darko and also Return of the Jedi, I'm, I'm sad to say, because that Ooh. was when those films were re-released in, what, 97? Um, yeah. And then I fell asleep on Honeymoon uh, in seeing Fantastic Creatures or Beasts, whatever that film was. Um, but it was, so, it was just, yeah, it was a very warm day walking around Melbourne and we got into a beautiful... Um, air-conditioned cinema and as soon as my head hit what hit the thing I, started, I slept through the whole thing and Charlotte was like I'm just gonna let him sleep not gonna bother I was gonna watch it not, not wake him up so that was good so we have got less we've got two minutes left and why don't we turn it up and hear what hear Jim Ross uh, going a bit mad for these final final uh final few moments exactly as I expected <laughs> Yeah, he's winding down, ready for yeah. the Oh, did you see that from Gordy? Just smashed Taylor with a German suplex. Taylor's arms drop like he's still trying to figure out where he is. Yeah. Gordy would be a good one to watch some, some stuff from him, from him in Japan. I bet like, there's some really good stuff that's out there. ACW had a good body coming for a couple of shots in 1996. Just oh, dear, yeah. Just the And they hosted the uh, first ever Bang Bang versus Bang Bang match. Oh, did they? I just don't know why they do this. If, you, if you're if you a regular television watcher, you just get really annoyed. I think you just get really annoyed with it. I, yeah. Oh, what was that? I think that was a bit of a... It was almost like a Canadian destroyer. They didn't need to do then. Yeah, I, th I think this um, turned down. I think this episode has been certainly more entertainment value. There's been more wrestling. I think this, this episode and the might, segments, have, yeah. might have got got a seven or an eight out of ten for me from the wrestling that I've seen because it's been quite lengthy matches. Yeah, and there was that Missy Hyatt Jim Ross sit down. That was good too. Yeah, and at least this, we're, we're getting a few minutes of it, and we've got, you can probably hear still in the background, the crowd is absolutely losing their minds as uh, Watts gets his hands on um, Michael Hayes. And that is it. We've got the credits rolling over, and that is that is it. That is the 26th of July, 1986 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation, basically in the books. Any... What did the ref do there? Did he count him out? That's Eddie Gilbert, isn't it? Oh, yeah, Eddie Gilbert came out. I don't know what he was doing. We just got drilled by Watts. Uh, any final thoughts, Stu, oh, on this week's... Uh, and that is it. Copyright 1986. Goodbye. All right, any final thoughts on this week's show, Stu? Uh, that looked a good episode. I've yeah. enjoyed our tangent discussions, as always, but that, that actually looked a, a pretty decent episode. It's a shame we probably didn't do the, the other way around, really, and had the watch along for the first in one. In hindsight, hey, there you, go, in hindsight. you roll the dice, you, you, you take your luck. I think there's enough. If you, I think, I mean, perhaps it's a conversation for a fair, but I think if the, if the promos are turned up and you know what's going on and we talk about the matches, it's okay, isn't it? So you're getting an hour of content from us, whereas a normal review might be less than that. So I think, you know, I think the people are getting a good, a good, some good value from a watch along. What, what did you think, Mark, of that? Yeah, I echo what um, Stuart said there. There was, some, there was plenty, plenty of in-ring action. Some weeks you get short matches and a lot in between of uh, random promos, but I think they've got a good balance this week. Definitely. 
Good stuff. Gentlemen, it's been great fun speaking to you over the last three weeks, actually, of uh, television reviews. Um, Mark, hopefully we'll see you next week on the Forbidden Review Show. We'll, we'll take that offline, as people in the business world say. Um, and uh, yeah, I look forward to you both being back on in the near future. Thank you very much for listening, everyone, and for your continued support of the show. And we shall speak to you all again very, very soon. Yeah, this is Eric Watts, and for all you phenomenal wrestling fans and fans of this podcast, please do me a favor. If you're looking at uh, more information about Mid-South Sports, Power Pro Wrestling, Universal Wrestling, go to universalwrestling.com and check out that website. It's a must-see.